KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, and it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. All right, man. So I made, I made a very bold statement yesterday, Kevin, where I said I think that the, this is Micah's team. And in the second year, this is the best player, uh, 25 under 20. Yeah. I mean, we saw that yesterday. Potentially, like you could argue right now, the best defensive player in the league. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Donald is injured, so like obviously that helps. But Aaron Donald wasn't having a monster year this year. But Micah Parsons is a dominant force that has to be dealt with. And I said, I think there's this, like the defensive side of the ball. There's a lot of different leaders. But I think the personality, taking on the personality of Micah is a good thing. I also think that Dak Prescott has, you know, he has his side of the ball that he's, they all, they, they say, hey, he's the, our guy first. Um, but then every week the Cowboys release their sounds from the sidelines. And I love watching this. I think it's fantastic. I really enjoy hearing what these guys are talking about, no matter what it is, because sometimes they're just BSing about something going on in the stands. Sometimes they're talking about their celebration. Other times they're talking about routes and how to beat this. Like you get some interesting insight. And this is some audio from this. First, we're, we're going we're gonna to play a, a clip, a section, where DeMarcus Lawrence is talking to Micah Parsons. I do want to point out, A, the very beginning of this, the, the, of this week started with DeMarcus Lawrence basically giving OC, uh, Oso Digizua his like speech before they even gives the team speech. He's given him the speech. And then later on, he tells Micah, Hey, this is going to happen. We're going to do this. And then late in the game, Kevin, he adds another one where he says, Hey, you do this. And then this is going to happen. We're going to play through Brad Sham's call here. Hey, as soon as they get on the ball, they send a point. Crowd trying to make a little noise at the Dallas 38. Looks like motion. Back goes Jones. Down goes Jones. Parsons beat the left tackle clean. So right there, you hear Demarcus Lawrence say, "All right, you once they get on the ball, you go this way. I go this way. Then you're going to get your one-on-one." And Micah doesn't say anything. He just like he just shakes his head. Yes, like I'm all right. Okay, got it. And then he goes out there and immediately gets the sack. And I talk about turning the light on for the player. You know, we've been I've been using yeah. that term a lot lately. That was Demarcus Lawrence saying, "This is what's going to open up. You're going to see it happen. Now, just all you got to do is make the play. It's instincts. Just go play fast." And Micah Parsons does it, and he did it twice in the game. So as much as I want to believe that Micah is, you know, the guy that's doing all this stuff, Demarcus Lawrence's experience that comes along with it is just as helpful and beneficial to this team as everything as as what Micah does to create for other players on the field as well. And I'm just super proud that is the person I answered yesterday. You did. We were talking about that. Uh, but also, I'm super proud that if Micah is not your leader, then that probably means you have a heavy leadership presence. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Micah's like, hey, you take a backseat to this guy, then you're like, whoa. And that's that I, I'm glad Derek's here for this because, Derek, you were you were young in the World Series, but y'all had kind of how many players do you think in that in that clubhouse would you consider leaders? I would probably say at least five. Yeah, and I'm gonna. I think I can name off a few. I know Michael Young was one of them. Yep. Napoli, it seemed like took on a role because I know, and this goes with whoever Emily Jones goes to talk to is probably one of those people, and <laughs> yeah. that was usually one of the first people she was going to talk to. Um, Ian, definitely. 
without really wanting that role. Like he didn't really want to be like, hey, you know, put a put, give me a cape. You know, he was just one of those guys that just he was kinda, just very outspoken. Um, I'm trying to remember back. Who like else? A pitcher, right-hander. Colby. Colby was one. Yeah. And then was there another one? And then you had the veteran presence, and he would always... I wouldn't say, like, he was Vlad very... one year. Vladdy was definitely a, a guy that would speak more to the Latins. Um, Darren Oliver was another one, too, that was... He was very spoken, outspoken with the guys, especially in the bullpen. It was... The way it was set up, though, was, it's kind of like how the Cowboys would do it. You know, it's pitchers stay with the pitchers kind of thing. Michael Young was your captain. Like, yeah. He was your guy that talked to everybody, got everybody going, but each position, you know, you had your own group. Hitter, or I mean... Uh, Position players stay with position players. Pitchers stay with pitchers. Maybe one of the most talented players we've ever seen it, it come through here, Josh Hamilton, didn't necessarily have that, but he was he was part of a, a huge factor of what y'all did. Yeah, you fed off of him. You also, I mean, he wasn't very outspoken like the rest of the guys, but you fed off of his energy. If he was on, the, the rest of the guys were, all right, we, we got this in the back. Was was Nelly a, a leadership yes, guy? But it's a difference. That's why it's there's so many guys you could name. It's a different style of leadership. He was a very funny, entertaining guy, but he also would get serious at times too. So it's like you you had both both sides just going together there. Yeah. I feel like you could feed off his energy a lot too whenever 100%. he was vibing. I think Wash would always say when he's hitting doubles into the gaps, that's when he's hitting at his best. So that would be your ultimate leader right there was wash he had that clubhouse locked down it was perfect he kept us right every single time he never let us get too high never let us get too low he was always right there to keep us grounded and keep us focused on what the task at hand was but then the rest of the club kevin as we talked to a lot of coaches and managers they're patrolling themselves but you know, a, th- yeah. those guys can take care of their own self but they always you know the the vibe comes from the the coach first and it, it, it does if you also look at like the Mavs for instance whenever they call a timeout you'll pay attention to this more now that you see it kid and, and the coaching staff don't even get into the little huddle it's the guys talking that's where the other leadership is too is you know like I was talking about wash wash will be the guy that'll come and get us you know humble keep us grounded but then once he leaves now it's on us it's not on anybody else to do anything we can't sit here and rely on him just like in basketball kid would say what he needs to say and then every time they'd have a timeout if you watch he's usually standing out in the middle of the court whatever talking while they gather their thoughts and get things going with the game plan the so like that's I, I may have been wrong yesterday Kevin as I'm hearing uh, the sounds from the sideline Demarcus Lawrence otherwise known as tank which tank you indeed. have to call him again I do since he's playing at that level again that is it's his defense still and I think you know as Derek was explaining Dan Quinn obviously sets a lot of the tone for that he knows he has this superstar in Micah uh, but he also has this other group of def- defensive players that are very, they're very good at what they're doing right now. Especially that yeah. defensive front man. They're the numbers that keep coming out there are amazing. Then to add on to that, let's finish up. Let's go a little bit forward. Oh, and is Joey on the? Uh, oh, yeah. Let's go a little He's bit forward. He's got important personal business. Uh, Don't worry about it. This is Micah after said sack. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Maybe he was telling you to hold on. I get one, I always get two. Hey, hey, it's Thanksgiving. You got to get seconds. Let's go, man. You got to get seconds. You feel me? 
It ain't Thanksgiving without second. <laughs> I think he was trying to brand that for one, Kevin, but immediately, sure. what is the stat that we have come to know about Micah Parsons? He gets zero sacks or two sacks in every game. And I, I heard him. It felt like you were talking through him because he goes, if I get one, you know I'm going to get two. And I was like, that is a fact. Yeah, man, that was something that as Kevin was, it was peace-a-thon day where we yeah. figured this out. You rolled it out there, and I went and looked at his numbers and saw two zero two zero, and I was like, holy crap. It is wild. And, ho- hey, look, if that's the way he's going to go about it, Kevin, and that's the way that he gets to 22 and a half, then I'm perfectly okay with it if that's if he ever gets to that number. Uh, he's, what, at 12 right yes. now? So, hey, keep getting two or zero. I'm perfectly okay. I would prefer you get two, obviously. I mean, sure. But, I, again, to go back to the conversation with him and DeMarcus, DeMarcus is giving him, he's turning that light on, he's opening that door for him to say, hey, look, this is the play where you're about to go get yours. Uh, all you know, We're all doing this throughout the day. I wonder also, because I didn't see it, because there are other sacks throughout games, if he does that for other teammates too, and he's like, "Hey, this is your chance to go make this play," and that goes back to the conversation that we used to that we talk about frequently with like George Teague and Darren Woodson, where he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go make a play. You make sure everything behind me is covered. This is the time." All right, I do we have the Von Miller cut this morning from this well, that morning? Depends if he's still on the phone. Are you still on the phone, Joey? No, we got it. All right, um, Von Miller had this to say about Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ's taking a visit this Friday. Yeah. He's going to be here. Everybody said, uh, everybody was like, oh, no, oh he's a Cowboys. A... Hey, man, it ain't over till it's over. You know, he's going to see the Giants, us, and the Cowboys. And I think when he comes here, I don't think he's going to leave. When he comes here, I don't think he's going to leave. Because the planes are going to get snowed in. Okay. I yeah. thought it was just because Von because Miller's like, trust me, I know about openly negotiating with the Cowboys and then signing with the Bills. That should be his biggest selling point Snap. right there. <laughs> Josina Anderson. Please don't ever do that again. Because <laughs> like, you hit him with the haymaker. No, I, I got it. I like I got that. It. You don't want me to do that? No, I'm, I don't really, think. I'm just like, you know, I'm Flavor Flav to your Chuck D. Uh-huh. Well done. Uh, Josina yeah. Anderson did add, and this is interesting. I don't, this seems cryptic. Mama always said when the big wins come in, that means a shift is coming, a transition is imminent, or it's time to reflect. Word is winds are howling hard in the New York area right now. And I wonder if that is a time to shift. If that's what she's suggesting is that Beckham is in the New York area because he is with, talking to Buffalo. Uh, and her, her schedule is, she, she remains and says, it's still exactly what I said before. And I don't, and Sharif, I think, tweeted to her and was like, is this an agent feeding you information? Would you like to come on the show? And I love that Sharif is always trying to get the big guests. Is that full scope? The Bills would make more sense than the Giants, at least, because I was like, hey, do you want to go back where you were with the worst quarterback and not a real Super Bowl team? Great call. Snap! If my God. (laughs) I feel like if that was between, if the Giants had beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, then it would have been become it would have became the Buffalo or New York, but since they lost, I think it really comes down to Buffalo and Dallas. Which at least both of them make sense as Super Bowl <laughs> contenders. Please don't do that again. You have to He's tell waiting. like a joke. You just made you did two jokes. I'm gonna snap when you do it. <laughs> Back to you, Corey. I'm joke free now. <laughs> come on, come on, make fun of Buffalo or New York. Buffalo. Um, I here's a and I heard Bobby this morning say. Buffalo for them, Beckham would be a luxury. 
is that wrong with the Cowboys that he would be a luxury here too? I mean, that's like, do they, they don't need him. I, especially because like, okay, so now Noah Brown or James Washington is your fifth wide receiver. Yeah. Then like you feel pretty okay with that. Although I guess some people might argue that traditionally Noah Brown and James Washington have been fourth and fifth wide receivers is I think it's a luxury for both of them, but I also think it's a thing where you're like, but I can also see a little bit of need there. Yeah. Or just, just what do you think of Gaby Davis? He is, I mean, he's been good, but he hasn't taken over the NFL, right? Ooh, Would, snap! Oh, my God. He set you up for that joke. It wasn't even a joke. It, but it, like, I, it, it was just a snap. He was I snapping, out. Oh, he was snapping snap. on Gaby yeah. Davis. I fell for it because that's somebody that he cares a lot about, so I thought that was a realistic question. I should have known that it was not. You've worked with him for a long enough yeah. time to know where Mike is. I have too much hope and idealism for things. To know what is on Mike's yeah. brain. Uh, and that's like, you've worked with him long enough to know. But I don't know what's on his mind. I don't yeah. think anybody does. No, nobody really does. If you were OBJ, which way would you go? And don't be a homer, just be honest about it. Which, which way? I would sign with Buffalo. Why? What about the snow? I mean, I don't know what. Would you rather I don't mean, snap on the Cowboys? Look at the the only reason why, like that's a good factor too that you put out there. The weather up there, you're playing outside. We're here, you're not. You're inside a dome. I don't know how he feels about that. If that is a big deal, then you should one thousand percent sign here instead. I still think most people would agree it's more likely that Buffalo wins the Super Bowl than Dallas, though I think that gap has closed a lot. Because of the way the Buffalo's been playing lately. Yes. And the way the and Dallas the way the Cowboys has, played, been has been playing, playing lately. Yeah. Yeah, their offense is now, I mean, Kevin, you put it out the numbers this morning. Their offense went from very, very bad to very, to very, best. very good. The yeah. best in the NFL since, Dak since Dak's back. come back. Yeah. Who, whose schedule is weaker? Man, see, that's the thing. I don't... Hmm. The rest of the way, probably the Cowboys. Is that is that because you're trying to figure out like I would put that into part of my decision too. Who has the better chance with their schedule? That okay, you know what, Cowboys have the better chance. Well, so I'm going to go there. We have a better chance. Not to, easy. That's right. what I'm saying. That's and I'm not. You know, that's not an excuse. But when you have the weaker schedule, it's a clearer path for you to get to the playoffs. Buffalo does have, in a way, because they're tied with Miami. They control a lot more of their destiny. Yes, Dallas, if they beat behind, Philadelphia, yeah. would still be a game back. So. I'm, and I'm not saying I think I think Odell Beckham Jr. honestly would fit a little bit better here than in Buffalo. I think he can have a bigger impact in Dallas than in Buffalo. But I also agree with Kevin that Buffalo probably has a better chance of winning it all because if they finish out the season strong, most likely they're the one or two seed. And the thing is, what if they match up against each other? Okay, well, then, and, then who has the better? Shot? But he also wants a major market team. And the, okay, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Cowboys is, are a major market. There is an. There's no there more major market in no the NFL. There is no major market in the NFL besides the Cowboys. All right. What I mean is there is or there's a different level. There is no team in the NFL in terms of exposure that is even close to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I get it. That hasn't translated into wins. I'm well aware. But if you're just looking for exposure, if he signs for Buffalo, it will be the story of the day. If Snap he's, <laughs> on 31 NFL cities. If he signs with... <laughs> If I told you, Joey, a zero. If he signs with Dallas, it will be the whole story for the week. It'll be the story the next week and the next week. Like, they matter more than everything else in the NFL. But it's like what Michael Orvin said, too. This would be, didn't he say this would be a dynasty if he signs here? I do not agree with that, but. 
and it that, helps. Is, that is another another thing. I know dynasty is an interesting word there because just because the NFL is tough, but he the, it sounds like Cowboys understand he wants a multi year deal. Like based on what we're we're seeing, they understand that they just want to know if it's a if it then they're willing to do it if the numbers are feasible. And that that's gonna tick off everybody out there that's cap boying him. You know, they're going to be like, oh, nope, that's where Catboy says no. Feasible means do it for $500 or we're not signing yeah. you. But I think that this is a, I think they understand this is a different situation and a different player and a different time to snap. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, I fear Mike being in control of this segment, but it is power ranking the power rankings. Will we survive? And where are the Cowboys? We'll find out next right here on The Fan. If you're looking to buy a brand new car, in fact, when my last new car from Platinum Chevy got snapped by a reckless driver, I went immediately to Platinum Chevy. I wasn't looking forward to the experience, but they changed my mind. I found exactly the car I was looking for on PlatinumChevyTexas.com. GM Justin Rudd. I did what you say, Corey. I reached out to him. He said, we'll set it aside for you. He was able to go up there, test drive, buy Everything was lightning fast and easy, as it always is with Platinum Chevy. Four easy steps. You can customize your buying experience. You just first find your vehicle. I did. I did that. Snap. Second, value your trade. Did you do that, Kevin? Yes. Snap. Third. my, My car got totaled, but otherwise you should. Build your deal, and that's a great part of it. And then fourth, test drive if that's what you want to do. But guess what? You know what? You can just have them deliver your new Chevrolet to you. You can go online and check out everything right there on the website. That's PlatinumChevyTexas.com. And you can always rely on the fact that you'll get the Platinum Promise, which is two years of complimentary oil changes and tire rotations on all new Chevys. And again, you can go to the website and check out everything they have, and you have to pay the price that you see online. No dealer ads or anything like that. Shop online and let them deliver your new Chevrolet. Visit PlatinumChevyTexas.com and drive a little further to save a lot more. Chevrolet, find new roads. Snap on third down. Back to throw. Good pickup block. McGovern into the end zone. It is caught by Schultz. Touchdown over McLeod. And that is saving the drive. Wow. Wow, indeed. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. It is time to power rank the power rankings. 877-881-1053. Where do you think the Cowboys should sit in the NFL hierarchy? All right, so who did the power rankings this week? You you did. Please tell me you did. You nervous? A little bit. I love when I make you nervous. It kind of gets me going. Oh, my God. You need to stop what you're saying. (laughs) All right. No, not snap. Have I ever let you down, Kevin? Yes, many times, but not when it comes to this. Be specific so I know not to do it to you again that way. No. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I have zero. I have zero. Tell them what you really want. I have CBS and I have ESPN team power rankings. Okay. We always do the CBS quarterback rankings. Okay. So I'll ask you, Kevin. How do you want it first? Do you want it? <laughs> I can't even get through this. Do you, do you want teams or do you want players first? I would like 
You know what? I'll take players. All right. Switch it up. This is where Derek struggles tremendously because he <laughs> keeps guessing the top players after we're on, like, quarterback number six. Derek, I will let you go first. Derek Holland, who is the best quarterback in the NFL this year? Patrick Mahomes. You got that one correct, brother. One for one, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback ranking number one. He's been one for a while. I yeah. honestly can't remember. I know Josh Allen was like one, but it's least. been at least yeah. a month. So Patrick Mahomes uh, holding strong at number one. Like I said, he didn't have his best game last week, but I love that he immediately said in an interview, didn't have a great game. Told his teammates, you guys won this game. You guys did great. I got to do better, and I'm going to do better next week against the Bengals. All right, Corey, who's your number two? Well, not yours, I mean, really. CBS power ranked this I, quarterback number two. I think we're at a point now where it's undeniable. It is Jalen Hurts. It is Jalen Hurts. Oh. Jalen Hurts is a big number two and has <laughs> been number two for a while now. He actually, he's the second ranked quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. I got to take a number two. I, All right. Oh, my God. Number three. All right, Kevin, this is on Kevin, you, buddy. This is where it gets hard. Yes. I <laughs> don't mess this up. I am gonna go off of what we've been talking about for weeks. I think it's an upset. I'll uh-huh. say Joey B. You got the first name right, and you got the second I was name like, right. Joe name. Burrow. Joe Burrow. Oh yeah. Okay. Joe Burrow. Yes. Number three. From the nine four zero. This show is a ten out of ten for sure. Snap. Thank you. Thank you. That's going to be our thing now. Oh, my God. Me and you, should it be like the whole show thing? As long as whatever involves me the least, I support that. All right. So I'm going to set this up for Derek Holland to really make him successful. I got it. it. Patrick Mahomes is one. Jalen Hurts is two. Joe Burrow is three. Don't guess one of those three guys, and you got yourself a chance. Who is the fourth-ranked quarterback, according to CBS quarterback power rankings? He's really struggling, but I'm going to give it to him. Joshua Allen. You oh. got it. You're two for two. Holy crap. Who's number five? Tua. You Ooh, did yeah. not get it. You are so oh. off. Wait, Tua is Tua. number seven. Interesting. Oh. oh number five. Is this one just for me? Don't ask for hints. You don't need hints. Well, you're a man, so this is just for men. Is that it's, what you're? It's. I'm gonna say. I'm thinking it's Lamar Dak. Now, Bobby would tell me I have to pick Dak, but I'm gonna take. Bobby would also say trade. You're gonna take Perez. a guy who lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars at number five. You know, that's a good point. I take Dak. Dak is number eight. You oh! got it wrong. So two is seven. That Dak is eight. Lawrence is five. We're still at number five. <laughs> he kind of is. I'll tell you how he is. In what? A second. He, is it but it's a bad guess. He's oh. number 14, but if you take you one back? and four and you put a yeah. plus sign in those, then it does oh. equal five. Careful. All right, so who's what? the fifth-ranked quarterback in the NFL, according mm. to CBS's power rankings? So not our power rankings. Not your power rankings. I will tell you something. Kevin wanted to get this right. <sighs> I, I don't. That doesn't really help me, but is it Tom Brady? No. You need to listen better. I, I told this. you. I had, Tom I Brady is number 13. Oh, man, he He's dropped. one spot ahead of Trevor Lawrence at this yes. point. That's where Tom Brady's at. I'm still two for three. Did Mike just say you need to listen better? Yeah. 
That's my my favorite recent thing that has been said on the station was during the argument when Mike goes, I am listening to myself. That is just spectacular. Yeah. I got it. I'm not Corey's going to get these. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is number five. Kevin, you had oh, it right, man. but I talked you out of it. You did. Oh, I don't understand that. I, I really don't. After the week that he had, it wasn't spectacular, was it? It was good. It, yeah. they, they lost 28-27, but I was surprised it with this surprising. too. But I will say this. Not a lot of quarterbacks had great weeks that okay. were kind of considered in this area, right? Because yeah. Dak moved up from, uh, was he 9 or 10 last week? I think he was 9. And so he moved up to number 8. I, I was surprised Tua was at 7. To y'all's point, I would have put Tua at 5 on this list, but he was number 7. So now you have to get number 6. Oh, man. This is, this is it, dude. You can do it. Uh, Take your time. We got five minutes left. Okay. Is and we got to do, do the team power rankings too? It's not just, Tua. It's not Dak. Okay. I just have a quick question. Did they put Deshaun? I'm not saying it's him, but Deshaun put, Watson is on the list. I bet he's pretty low. I'm going to say Geno Smith. Geno Smith is, is correct. Tua is number seven. Dak is number eight. I'm going to stop it right there. Do you guys feel disrespected on where Dak is at right now? Is there a quarterback that you're like, bit. no, Dak should be higher than who? Look, I love Lamar. Lamar Jackson. I'm surprised that that hasn't flipped when you've seen how good this offense has been since Dak came back. I would shuffle up Tua and Dak at this point and have them above Geno and Lamar. I think right now I would have Tua above Josh Allen, too. Okay. He's played like and blood. just just so you guys know, Jimmy G is nine, Kurt uh, Cousins is ten, Justin Herbert eleven, Aaron Rodgers twelve, Tom Brady thirteen, Trevor Lawrence fourteen, and Deshaun Watson is number wow. fifteen. I kind of like where they did that. They put him right in the middle right yeah. now. It's kind of like, look, we'll start him off as he's starting this year. We'll put him in the middle category of quarterbacks and see where he goes after he plays from there. All right, now we go to team power rankings. Oh. ESPN or CBS? We'll just concentrate on one, and I'll tell you about the other. ESPN. ESPN. Since you guessed ESPN, Kevin, you guessed right. <laughs> well, oh, man. <laughs> number sure he's about to say guess wrong. Who's number one? I'll take the Chiefs. You got it. Derek, who's number two? Philly. You got it right. Corey, who's number three? Buffalo. You got it right. Who's number four? It's got to be the Cowboys, right? Cowboys. You got it oh, right. Oh, man. No, yes. Close. You got it wrong. I didn't Sucka. answer. He answered. It was his, his turn, not mine. So Kansas City, Philadelphia, Buffalo, and then Dallas on your ESPN power rankings. That's, we stop right there. Is that too high? Derek, CBS has Dallas at number five. They have Kansas City, Philadelphia, Miami, Buffalo. So you were right about putting Miami in this category. Let me draw a line right there at number five because they have Miami number five on ESPN. Listen to the next teams. I do think one team is very underrated here, but I do think there's a line at number six if I put this team at six. Both of them had Minnesota at six, and they have the 49ers at seven. I would put the would, 49ers yeah. – into the category of top six teams, wherever you want to put them. But I do think there's a big line there. Minnesota, Cincinnati, Tennessee, Baltimore. Uh, those are kind of rounding out your top ten in any order you want to put them in because they're kind of jumbled up on both different power rings. But all ten teams are the same ten teams on both. And I do think there's a line here that the Cowboys are in the good line of 
potentially Super Bowl champs, but I only see six teams that I think could win it all. I I want to I want to ask you if there's one team that could jump in there. I think it's Cincinnati. I got you. Is, this week's a big week. Yeah, too. and they've won three straight, and now Chase is coming back. Like I know they got obliterated by the Browns, but yeah. if there's a team that's going to jump into that group, I I feel like Cincinnati. Okay, now that we stick into that division, Derek. I heard you're a Cleveland Browns fan. You really like uh, Keebler Elves, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Keebler, Cleveland the touchdown the Cle- The Cleveland Browns are very – they're the most differently ranked team on oh. this in all 32 teams. So this is going to be very tough. Where do you have the Cincinnati Browns in your power rankings right now? I heard it. Okay, I just want to make sure that was heard. Mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Sorry. there we go. <laughs> uh, the they both in. have the same color scheme and all. Are that. they the same? They're Is the that same state. Uh-huh. You're right. Uh, like a stone's throw away if you throw it like 350 times. Yeah. With the rally skunk there and everything right now, I'm going to go. What? 20, you didn't see the skunk in the stadium? Yes, I did. They're undefeated oh, with okay. uh, rodents running Sorry, around there. I just assumed that was like an official mascot for y'all now. It the is. Rally skunk. Pepe Le Pew. Uh, we Ooh, got, don't uh, pick that one. 22. 22 is a good guess because on ESPN, they're ranked 24. Okay. <laughs> now, take another guess. And I'm telling you, it's a major <laughs> difference here on where they're not close to 24 <laughs> on CBS. So I'm going to say 28. In the wrong direction, You just sucka. said, well, okay. They're 17. Are you That's just breaking better. the news to Derek that yeah, directions can go both uh, two yes, different ways? Actually, I, I don't know. Yeah. You can 17, go left, right, wow. up, down. You can go sideways. North, south, it's just east, another west. direction. 17 on CBS. So, man, what? CBS really oh, likes Oh, so they're Cleveland. all about they're really, Deshaun Watson Yeah, they really back. think he's going to make a big difference. I, I, so. I would have stuck with the 22 to 24. And the Washingtons are number 12 and 13, and the Giants are number 13 and 15. So just to give you an idea. They play this weekend, right? I believe so. Philadelphia, number two on both lists. Dallas, four and five. Washington is 12 and 13, and the Giants are 13 and 15. So they see still this division as every team being above average. I mean, I I've, I would obviously agree. Until they prove otherwise. Exactly. That's all I got. I got to record 73 other commercials. <laughs> okay. Good luck, Mike. We'll we're see the, you next Christmas. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here Merry on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. couple of quick notes for you. Hudson Card is going to enter the transfer portal, the Texas quarterback who played in the stead of Quinn Ewers when he got hurt. He is looking to transfer right now. That courtesy of Dean M. Leasing, it is time for our chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen. How is you? Awesome, Heggy. How are you? I'm doing very well. I got to know, what was the also sorry I guised y'all while we were doing the... Uh, yeah. Hey, I, look, guys. guys. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, guys. I apologize. We were trying to do a tease, so my apologies Merry for that. Merry Christmas, guys. Is <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Have you gotten any holiday presents yet? Because Mike gave us our first this morning. I think every day is a holiday present. 
gross. Around Mike, oh. just throw that in there, and Mike would be like really happy. As I mean, wing, wing Snob just delivered. Oh, my gosh. It's true. Wing Snob. Shout out to David and uh, Wing Snob in Allen off 121. Absolute deliciousness just got dropped by. That, that'll that be I w- Christmas come early. Hanukkah come early for Walchuk. I think I just had a... I think it's garlic parmesan boneless wing. Yeah. Dawson won't stop talking about the oh, garlic from last night. Love yeah. the garlic parm. It, oh. Yeah, that's it it's off. buttery. Like yeah. it's so good. That's the best I've ever had. Kosher too, right? Smells delicious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the vibe for y'all during the second half of the game where the United States shelled up and as David Hellman said, played like cowards? <gasps> Did you see that tweet? No! By the way, somebody tweeted it. Somebody texted in and said, "Thanks, Mike. I spit Dr. Pepper all over the mail I was delivering on that first snap." Is, what did you think of? Like, obviously, I understand for tactical purposes why. Did you feel like the United States played like quote unquote cowards in the second half? It wasn't the entire second half, um, but it was definitely maybe for the last 20 minutes or so. Uh, and it didn't bother me because that's Iran's only way of attacking. Yeah. The, the only way of attacking was for you to overextend yourself and then them to kick the ball out in front and chase and be like, oh, we scored. We caught him. I'm not playing defense. So against a lot of teams that can hold possession on you and they're just like hammering your goal for 40 minutes, it's horrible strategy. Yeah. you got to try to win midfield. But against Iran, it, it did make sense. Iran. Iran. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, all yeah. the analysis was great, but, but Iran. Cheers. No, it's just team eliminated now. Mm-hmm. Ooh, That's that, all it is. That is true. What was the tension level or ability to focus level like, especially in that last what, like you said, 20 we, minutes? Uh, we did play-by-play for the last five minutes. Uh, <laughs> there, was, there was no hope <laughs> okay. in in doing a show while watching the game, so we just described the game and, and reacted sometimes in, in, in terrifying detail as that ball went through. Uh, Turner's oh legs. My gosh, I yeah. thought, I, I, you know, l- luckily Zimmerman was there to clear it, but it was t- it was absolutely terrifying, you know. Um, but yeah, I I think that's what kind of describes the game. There are so few goals that when they happen, they're historic and monumental. I had a couple of people look at me in the lobby of the talking doctor because I realized I had my earbuds in and I was watching. I realized I said, oh too loud and because multiple people looked at me and it was on that play and I was like oh and people were like what the hell's wrong with that guy and I just wanted to be like that's constipated yeah. uh but yeah so Thanksgiving right. still taking a toll yeah. on my innards I was listening to y'all uh, and it was uh, the energy was great like y'all could tell how connected you were to what was going on everything the energy was, it was awesome it was a bit like verbal hot potato I would say for the first <laughs> hour of the show because it was just like okay we want to say something and then I want to stop talking so that we can look at the screen it mm-hmm. was it was very much that it was a blast though it really was did you guys enjoy our Frankel commercial? Oh, I thought it was awesome. And I loved getting to hear it to uh, replay during the Sean and RJ crosstalk today, which was a great, and Bobby. Which was a great crosstalk, yeah, with the belt buster mm-hmm. that is Bobby Belt. I thought it was awesome, even though Mike tried to kill my favorite Lee Corso. It's I'm even, not trying. He's and just I, I thought Holland's game was just funny. Why, would you, why are you doing? <laughs> even Kirk Herbstreit's getting too old for that show. Ooh, okay. Well, he's, he's, turning, he, he's now the guy in his 50s. Oh, he yeah. just hit a With spot. You need a, you need a new young guy. Yeah, yeah. He's not taking care of himself. He used to be like the handsome young guy who had great energy, and now he he's kind of like the 50-year-old with you know a 30-pound gut. I feel like Let he's... Let himself go a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, who are we to body shame? Also babysitting a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, you gotta shake that thing up Lee, with Al Michaels no, and with, with well, Lee Corso. No, just Lee. Huh. Lee was a great analyst. Lee's probably a great person. I don't know him at all, but you can tell that physically and mentally, it's it's going. He's at it. And he's not so fast. I mean, my they friend. retired Dick oh, Vitale. Oh, <laughs> wow. Now he goes, not so fast, my friend. Oh, no. <laughs> I did not realize we were going to double down on this. This is not. Yeah, You're the Lee Corso me, fan? No, I just, I, it's, I think it's a difference between like maybe he shouldn't be on the show and Mike saying he's probably going to die soon. Mike's just taking the shovel and patting the dirt on top, basically. I'm not going to kill him if that's what you're saying. I, but you can tell when an older person you. is losing. You can tell he's not going to live much longer. My gosh. I'm glad we got that confirmation. That yeah. He's not going to kill Corsa. I forgot what I was going to talk about otherwise. There was a chance right before he just said yeah. Okay, You guys are acting like I'm going to go do something to him. Well, no. you are going to be well, gone no, but it's for just a few days. You definitively like, get serious. That guy will be dead in a minute. It's like I loved my grandma, but we could tell near the end that <laughs> she's getting to the point where she's probably not going to live much longer. She would have looked great on TV, though. But you didn't actively <laughs> tell her that. You were like, great see you later, Grandma, or maybe not. Who knows? You get it. You didn't say that, right? Yeah, everybody knew, though. You don't have to say it. <laughs> Just say it behind her back to other people. That is terrible. Please, God, be. ask a question. Does Lee need to go to the talking doctor? Because I don't know what a talking doctor is. A talking doctor like a therapist. Okay, uh, that's yeah. what we're calling the talking doctor. Yes. Because when you said that, I was like, what is okay. a talking doctor as opposed to too. a non-talking doctor? Fair. I was lost. Fair. Very fair. We convinced Dak to say this, too, when we did our special mental health uh, show a couple months ago. Is So when I was a kid, and and this is why we care about mental health like a lot. Not that people don't it's in National general. Mental Health Awareness That's right. Let's party. Is when I was a kid... I remember my mom, when I was in middle school, she was like, we're going to the doctor. And I was like, I don't understand. I just went to the doctor. This is at a time like you only go to the doctor once a year if something bad has happened. And she goes, well, this is a different doctor. It's like a talking doctor. And so ever since then, that has just stuck with me. I call it the talking doctor. And a couple months ago, Dak was like, oh, I like that. Talking doctor. I'm going to use that. So, yes, talking doctor, therapist, counselor, whatever you want to ascribe to it. I go with talk doc, you know, shorten it up. Because you got busy, you're busy. Talk, talk. You got stuff yeah. to do. We can't be wasted. Have time. you ever brought up Corey in those sessions? I definitely, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely <laughs> talked about Peaceathon this time. It wasn't a negative. Wow. I will say, doesn't sound wow. very positive either, though. Corey. No, 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 no. Jeez. It was a positive. It was talking nah, I about go how talk well Peaceathon <laughs> had gone. You, talk, doc? you know what? You would get a kid. You would like my doctor a lot because we talk about how I don't understand what goals mean. And he goes, what do you do when you reach a goal? I was like, I don't know. Nothing. That's what you're supposed to do. That's why I set that goal. And he goes, that's not how goals work. And he goes, what do you do if you don't reach a goal? I was like, get angry. And Punish yourself. Yes, because yeah. we talked about our goal for Peaceathon was $50,000 arbitrarily set by me. And so when we made it to 48000 which is the most ever, I was like, cool, and a disappointment. Can you run and slide on your knees every time you make a goal? Bro, no way. Not a soccer goal, but that's the way soccer people do it. I think that should be a way to celebrate. Yeah, yeah you. Know. If Some I'm, of them take their shirts off. If yeah. I'm allowed to lie on the Randy ground for that. As, long, as long as a soccer player. Hey, by the way, we have a clip of Brandy Chastain saying she's 
listening and participating in the No Shirt Nine. Yeah, that, let's go. That exists Brandy somewhere in the archives. It was awesome. It was a great moment, great interview too. She was awesome to interview. Yeah, dude, you should give yourself something to look forward to. Like every time you accomplish a goal, yes. you take a shot, or every time you accomplish a goal, you eat an edible, or every time you accomplish a goal. You know, okay. Make sweet love to a woman. That I mean, it would, that would only be my wife. Is or? yeah. No, or not not or. He, that was my assignment. He goes, you need to celebrate for peace a thon. Yeah. He goes, figure it out. He didn't give you any suggestions. No, but I just gave you three. It's really good suggestions. Party Saturday. Yeah. Oh, look at that! Look celebrate at that cross Sean. promotion. Yeah. We will celebrate Saturday. <laughs> oh, there we at go. The Tolo Holiday Shots Party and edibles at and Boomerject. I yeah. don't feel like that. with like Kevin Harlan. Yes, Kevin Harlan's at three twenty. That's Let's right. Celebrate. <laughs> what else? You guys got coming up in the program. All the breaking news of the day out of the gates here at 2 o'clock. And TCU play-by-play man uh, Brian Estridge at 4. So you think it's going to be Your good gold as always. Thanks for asking. All right. <laughs> Thank you. We're the KNC men. By no, the way, Derek no. gave me a Christmas present earlier. I did. Yeah, he did. Nice. He asked that question. I, I should have brought it up then. Interesting. Yeah, yeah we told well, Mike, I go, sorry, we don't have a present for <laughs> you. the BLT pizza? Yes. That sounded delicious. Oh, he gave me his tickets to take Abby for Christmas. Nice. Oh, yeah. That is nice. nice. Thank you, sir. Snap! Yeah. <laughs> Don't encourage that. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105.3 The Fan. Say snap. Say snap. I will not. Say snap. Say snap.